Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you could put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. So... Good day, by the way. Welcome to Inspirato, Inspirato Projecto. <clears throat> it's 12.51 p.m. here on 8.26. Yesterday we had a Yachtly Cruise show at Stillwater Spirits and Sounds in Dana Point. Now, one of these recent podcasts I was talking about um, Usu, this theory of Usu. Ubiquitous serendipity, serendipitous ubiquity. There's so much language wrapped up within this. One small piece of it um, as you know or may not yet know, Usu is based, it, it basically, it becomes the, the, the carriage. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Things like synchronicities, imagine uh, synchronicities, deja vu, coincidences, serendipities, all of those magical moments in life. Imagine each of those is sort of like a horse. Usu is the carriage that's all of those connected, all moving all around. Ubiquitous serendipity, serendipitous ubiquity. Now, one tiny element of this, or, or I'd say it's a major part, I guess every single little tiny element is just as important as the huge major part because of all the little parts that go into making that part. One element, I'll say, of Usu is the playfulness of the language, being able to really take imagination to the limit and play with language, use wordplay, use puns, use... Because a huge part of this is what we see out there in the world is a reflection of, of, of how we feel of ourselves on the inside, our value systems, etc., because that's sort of the, the idea that we're kind of playing with here, U-S-S-U. It's us, it's you looking into the mirror of us. <laughs> and we are you. We are, we are those reflections. So it's playing with that idea. What goes on on the inside goes on on the outside. And... We have more blame to give towards, if there is even blame, uh, more blame to give. We can point more towards to the source of why something uh, doesn't feel right or doesn't really move along smoothly is to our own reactions to a particular event rather than the events itself. Does it pain me to hear myself say that? Yes, because there are events out there that I do not like. I don't want to have out there. Am I really the one who caused those? 
Can I look back through my history of when I, I, I big time was excited or big time was anxious? Because excitement and anxious are the same. They're the same energy. They're just one coin or the one side of the coin or the other. So imagine you you put a whole bunch of energy. Ah, that becomes the fuel. That becomes the electricity into what you're putting out there into the world. So whatever the gift is, whatever that present is, is uh, the quality of it, or rather the value systems will most closely reflect or, or they, they will more, more most closely reflect your value systems based on that kind of intent. Is it the anxiety or is it the excitement? Running towards, running away. Pleasure, mm, moving towards pain. Ah, get out of here. So a part of this is the idea of playing with the language, the, the language of Usu. It all started with the idea of the language. That's how I arrived. So... <laughs> So Usu is ubiquitous serendipity, serendipitous ubiquity. Imagine you, the letter U, spelled Y-O-U. Then you imagine a group of U's, Y-O-U-S. When you look at that phonetically, it is us. So a bunch of U's is us. So imagine us, or U's, looking into a mirror, and then that reflection coming back out. It's funny because that U, that U-S-S-U matches up perfectly with ubiquitous serendipity, serendipitous ubiquity. Usu, ubiquitous serendipity, serendipitous ubiquity is that term that's given to all of those kinds of events. So using that mirror analogy helps sort of focus and center ourselves into that space. Now what goes along with that is the playfulness of language. We're looking at palindromes here. We're looking at in ways of, you know, infinity, infinity, so to speak. One side of the coin, the other side of the coin that reflects that, the shadow side. <clears throat> uh, parallels, doppelgangers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Seeing how numbers closely relate to letters. So having said all that, one of them is yes, that term yes. Well, another Another term for that is I, A-Y-E, I. Well, then if we spell that phonetically, you know, or how that is, how that sounds, I, that would be E-Y-E. E-Y-E is the letter I. The letter I is an upside-down exclamation point. <laughs> so the I, right, that little lowercase I, pluralize that, it is I's. It is also is. So, having said all that, I talked about all that in a, in a most recent podcast. And what's intriguing right now is that I just looked on my Facebook and there's this little video that popped up about this creature called the I-I. So I'm going to play for you right now this little piece. I think it might pop in with the commercial. If that's the case, I'm just going to end it right there. This thing is supposed to be, uh, this thing is supposed to be, uh, three minutes and nine seconds. We'll see if we get through the whole thing.
sort of a, a Morgan Freeman kind of narrator on this thing. Let's Much check like it. the pug, the eye eye walks the delicate tightrope between radically ugly and cute as hell. The eye eye resembles a cat who was bitten by a vampire and then halfway through the transformation just said screw it. To give you a sense of its size, here's an eye eye pictured next to a slightly smaller eye eye. For a long time, scientists thought the eye eye was a rodent because of its rodent-like front teeth that never stop growing and must constantly be worn down. However, now it is known that the I.I. is a highly specialized lemur. And trust me, lemurs were not too thrilled by that news. The I.I.'s most amazing adaptation is its freakishly long and thin middle finger. Like the human shoulder, this finger has a ball and socket joint and can rotate almost 360 degrees around the hand. It is packed with sensory neurons, and because of the energy it consumes, it is only warmed up when in use. This is because, like the woodpecker, the eye-eye is a percussive hunter. To find grubs, they tap on the trunks and branches of trees up to eight times per second with their creepy finger, which is probably annoying as hell. Like those people who clink their cereal bowls, learn how to use a spoon. It's not an instrument. As they tap, they listen to the echo and feel the vibrations to find hollow grub-filled chambers. When they find one, they use their teeth to open a hole in the tree and use their middle finger as sort of a grub dipstick. Very dainty eating. Terrifying for the grub, by the way. You can imagine all grub scary stories begin with there was a knock at the door. I know what you're thinking, sicko, but no, no, that's not an IIPP. That is an IITT. Because the eye-eye's nipples are inguinal, meaning they're located on the lower stomach, sort of groin area. This is why the eye-eye does not wear pants. Don't judge. You try pulling a pair of pants up to your nipples and taking a jog through the forest. That's a recipe for chafing. Just be glad your nipples migrated north, and that they stopped before they got to your chin. Try wearing a bicycle helmet then. Like most mammals, the eye-eye follows the rule of one-half meaning that its litter size is on average one-half the number of its nipples. With two nipples, the I.I. has one baby at a time. Just like my mother always used to say, find a girl with twelve nipples, son. Sadly, the I.I. is threatened, partially due to a local superstition that if it points its middle finger at you, you have to kill it, which is very similar to the customs of a North American fraternity party. Remember this, if someone gives you the finger, they might just be hungry. Or they're a total ass. <gasps>
you never get to hear your song f- for its finished version uh, before you do it. Now, I can also say there's a Nikolai Te- Nikola Tesla, Tesla uh, route where you do already have it fully envisioned, and then you just simply go ahead and you create it. Now, that's a, that's a whole side note. However, we're getting back to here to uh, Thomas Gardner Jr. with that idea that you go, it starts as a riff. It starts as a... Hey, your body, how are you doing today? Hey, your body, I'm doing okay. And it just goes, goes, goes. You just grow it, grow it, grow it. It starts as that. Then what do you do? You, you have that recorded, and you got that little piece, and maybe you loop it over and over in GarageBand or something. And then you got some next-door neighbor who plays violin, and you go, ooh, can you add violin on this thing? So then, so you create the song, and then you have it finished, and then everybody, when it finally goes out there in Spotify or iTunes, everybody gets to, gets to hear it again. Gets to hear it for the very first time. For the very first time. One of the, the uh, phrases that have come to me, and it has recycled itself through, through my language throughout time, is that something that's old to us is brand new to somebody else and not really uh, uh, shaming ourselves ever, 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 ever for creating the art that we did create at that time that we created it. That's what we were drawn to create at that time. So that's just a not a very healthy way of looking at it if we're constantly ripping on ourselves for that for that art that we that we created um back then just just appreciating it that it was what it was for the time that it was and and that's what we were drawn to that's the vibe we were drawn to i'm by, uh, and by us shaming that what we're doing is now we're we're starting to close ourselves off to that possibility of uh, of experiencing that vibration again, not th- not that the possibility doesn't always, always exist, but the possibility on our end uh, of not being tuned into that that radio station to hear that signal again, because at some point in our life that vibration served us in some valuable way. It served us in some valuable way, and it, and and if we were to look at during those times and and listen to the stories through our friends, families, diaries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, podcasts. Micro cassette recordings. We listen to that. Uh, we are now confronted with what lessons did I learn during this time? What were positive pieces of education that I learned? And by me now shaming that vibration back then, what that's doing is it's, it's almost in a sense that vibration is that song. Well, what's contained in that song? All of those, all of those educations all those incredible pieces of insight, all those revelations, all those intriguing people that we met that we still know today. So it's interesting. So we're always evolving, and we just have to just kind of factor that into the equation. We're always going to be, you know, until we put something out finally, we're always going to be in that sort of that editing stage, being okay with letting something out there into the world and and being okay that later on we might look at it and go, oh, I wish I would have changed this. But in those moments, instead of going, I wish I would have done that, let's let's swing that pendulum in, in the opposite direction into what can I utilize this knowledge for now? 
What can I use this knowledge for now? I'll utilize that idea in my next movie, or in my next book, or in my next etc., etc. song. So, having said all that, listening to him talk about this, um, I, it started getting me in this idea of, so, of, a, uh, of a musician who is always, I mean, you know, always I'm being exa- exa- exaggerant. I'm being very exaggerant right now. Pardon moi. I am being very exaggerant right now. Don't mind my exaggerants. Mm. It's what I'm saying, and it's what I'm doing in the present tense, of course. In the present tense, of course. In the present tense, of course. Of course. So got me to thinking... First, it was a musician. Then I started thinking about directors like uh, like J- well, George Lucas, how he goes back into Star Wars and he goes, oh, I'm going to have Jabba the Hutt. Oh, I'm going to have uh, Greedo shoot first. Oh, I'm going to have... Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So forth. So I imagined a director or a musician, started with a musician, then it went to director, could be anything. It's just up in the air. And he or she just keeps <laughs> constantly making revisions to their movies. I was just thinking about, like, uh, I want to get all the raw footage of Bloody Bobby for, uh, uh, at some point. When, and when my future self has that high-powered computer, <laughs> I'm going to re-edit my own version of Bloody Bobby. Why the hell not? I thought about this with Max Neptune, too. For those of you who have never seen Max Neptune and the Menacing Squid, uh, do yourself a favor. The full movie is out there. Its full running time is actually totally 4321. How cool is that? 4321. Of course, there is a there's a, an airplane to exemplify the 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 emergence of this excitement and as I was seeing that as I was going four three two one I walked towards the uh, the uh, oh god I walked towards the sliding glass door and I looked out and right then a neighbor across the way in the adjoining apartment she came out onto the balcony like what what are you doing <laughs> why you know just giving this look like why are you shouting four three two one because it echoed across the parking lot. So imagine this artist of some sort who constantly, constantly re-edits their movie and constantly adds new scenes. I mean, how crazy would that be? Claiming these are old scenes in the archives that I always wanted to put in there. And then, but no, they could be new. They could be old scenes. Yes, yes, that possibility exists. What would be funny is it's, it's new scenes that are being shot. And they just claim that they were old. They give them some of that cool film grain, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Any movie that I personally, personally, personally concoct, my intention is to make it look as close to film as possible. And if that means putting, you know, uh, what do you call it, computer-generated film grain on it, um, shooting it in 24 frames per second. I mean, I just love the look of film. I love that vibe. 
when I create a movie and I have it look like that that old film look, and 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 people are watching, if they can't decide whether it's thirty five millimeter or whether it's shot with something digital, that is awesome. That's a place I want them to be, not to deceive them, but to bring them to that that well, to bring them to to experience that kind of vibe in life that I had. That 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 seeing that transition from film into digital and noticing the those those differences. Uh, I was looking back at clips of good, the good, bad, and the ugly, and wow. Uh, Ryan McGonagall, he points out, you know, look at the eyes. Look at those eyes. Look at those eyes. They're like lasers. Look at those eyes. And so then you're watching the eyes, and you're, wee, wee. Oh, man. So... He tries to incorporate those kinds of those t- kinds of aspects into uh, into his films. So I, I I want to give people that 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 there's 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 such an interesting quality about that. Now, from what it's been said, when it's shot on film, it's capturing all the colors, everything. There's no AI brain trying to decipher the distinctions between uh, a more um, a more um, lemon yellow favored fuchsia spectrum or a more uh uh rose colored uh 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 favored fuchsia you know those those the 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 inner the the inutia is that in the minutia the minutia the minutia of the fuchsia Minutia of the fuchsia. It's the fuchsia. Welcome to the fuchsia. Oh my god, I think I just invented a new idea. Someone time travels and they end up in a world where everything is fuchsia, just a total monochrome movie. And as soon as they come out of the portal, there's a portal greeter right there. And he's like, Welcome to the fuchsia. And the whole world is, they call it the fuchsia. The fuchsia. The fuchsia. So now let's imagine it's a futuristic movie, of course. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. See, now I'm thinking. Now I'm thinking. Now I am thinking. It would be fun to incorporate. At first, I was going to say 1920s. You mix 1920s or, I don't know. Let's go back all the way back to Wild West. We'll go Wild West. Or you got um, medieval times, but it's the fuchsia. Maybe we can get those joust. Maybe we can get those joust uh, that like that arcade game joust where they they ride in the back of. Uh, I almost said orangutan. <laughs> that could that could work too. Knights that ride on the back of these huge orangutan. I was thinking um, ostrich. In the arcade game, they're riding on the back of these ostriches, and you're jousting each other. <laughs> these ostriches are flying through the sky. you got to keep hitting that button so they whoosh, they stay afloat. Now I'm thinking of maybe it's orangutans and ostriches. Why not? So these knights, they, that's how they get around. But it's the fuchsia. Of course everything's in fuchsia. And so, and then, so, so let's imagine putting into an old, old, old... History vibe completely mixed with a hyper-extended future. Hyper-extended future. There you go. Welcome to the future! Why, thank you. Thank you very much.
Thank you. What do you want from the future? Well, uh, I guess uh, me, I'm, 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 I'm a little, little hungry. Uh, do you by chance? Uh, we can get you something to eat from the future. That you know, that sounds great. I think this. I, th I think this whole this whole time time travel trip it's kind of done something in my belly and I, I just it's made me hungry. Is that you know? Is that, did I use light speed to get here or? Welcome to the future. But do you know? Do you know anything about uh, any of the? I know about the future. Okay. So, okay. So. Uh, so. Do you guys have restaurants? How do you guys do this? What do you, how, what do, you do here in the in the fuchsia? The fuchsia. Mm -hmm. What do you do? What do you do here in the the fuchsia? Oh my gosh! I have so many questions. I just just this poor this portal or what? Was it a machine? Was it a machine I walked into? Was it a? Did I? I'm here. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. In the future! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, what's one of your favorite, I guess one of my big, biggest question is, what's one of your favorite things about the, the future? The future? Anything is possible. That's a good. That's a good thing too. I would say that's a really good thing to, to like about about, uh, you know, about your, your habitat. Uh, uh, what what do you guys? Okay, what do you guys know, of, time travel? I know of the future. See, so you're so I'm getting the idea that you do you do not know anything about time travel. Is that is that what you're uh, implying? I know about the future. So it just it, the comedy would just it would just keep going like that over and over, over and 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 over. You get to learn their philosophies. Maybe maybe add in a dash of uh, my favorite Russian science fiction movie. It's called Kin Dza Dza. Oh man, it is great. Kin K I N D Z A D Z A. Oh man, oh man. It's so simple, and it says so much about us. It's an amazing reflection, as all great science fictions do. Science fiction movies, books. They, they reflect what's going on in the current times. They dress it up to give it a different camouflage, different outfit, different costume. Different colored costume. Is it the fuchsia? Yeah, it could, it could be a fuchsia costume. It could be. Could be. It really could be. So Kinzaza. Just as every every good science fiction book movie does, they take what's going on here, dress it up, and then they present it to you, and they go, mmm, that's oddly familiar. 
That is quite familiar. Familiar. That is quite familiar. Quite familiar. Familiar. Well, if you take that root, it's family. Familiar. You're very familiar. Familiar. You're very familiar. Family mirror. You're very family mirror. You're very family mirror to me. Mirror. 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 Oh, could that have we broken another through to the other side? M fam fam familiar. Yeah. Could be yeah and air. Yes and air. Familiar. Familiar. Very familiar. So er. Familiar. Mirror. Familiar, 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 familiar the mirror. That would be a good title for a story, huh? Familiar the mirror. How are you today, familiar? I'm as good. I'm as good as you think you are. Alec Guinness, is that you? Why, yes, of course. I play the part. Of familiar, the mirror, the mirror, familiar, familiar, the familiar, the mirror, familiar, the mirror. How many dragons do you know? Uh, are you quoting? Are you quoting that dragon movie? I played the part, me, Alec Guinness. In that dragon movie. Use the force. Kurt, use the force. So are you, so you're the voice of the familiar mirror? Why, yes, I am. I like that. Even I have to admit, I like that. Even I, even I have to, even, even I have to admit... I like that. Even I have to admit, I, I like that. I, I, Captain, like that. I, I, Captain, Captain, like that. Well, don't forget to use the force. Thank you, Alec Guinness. Familiar mirror, familiar mirror. Maybe it's a mirror that it shows you all of your ancestors in there. Ooh, ooh, now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. Now we're getting somewhere. Hey, if any of you, any of you listening, have any of I, any ideas you want to contribute to any of these ideas, John Garside contributed. There's a, uh, he contributed a character called Hippo, Hippo, uh, Hippocrit. The hippo named Crit. <laughs> Hippocrit, the hippo named Crit. That was an idea that came to me, and he <laughs> he called through with one of those, um, which I think you can hear on one of the past couple podcasts. I will be playing it again. <laughs> so the familiar mirror. What would be some fun things? Can you imagine? You could, you're able to look in there and you see. Ooh, what if you see your ancestors, your descendants, and your future? The way your your family's future goes. 
could be an interesting thing for people who are dating one another. Some guy, you know, he's with this gal and he really digs her. And he's like, man, would she make good marriage material? You know, if we were to have kids and, you know, show me that future. Ooh, see, but then that's crazy too because there's so many little, oh, oh, I see. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Huh, maybe the mirror... Okay, so it shows you it shows you the future of what I know. It would base your future on what your normal default settings are. Your 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 uh, current belief systems, your value systems, what you highly value, what you treasure, what you appreciate. All that razzmatazz. It takes into account how you would most likely, you know, the probability. I guess in a sense it would be a probability machine in addition to a familiar mirror but it would show it would show you it would it would it would show you it would uh, it would reflect back to you sort of like as as your um future ancestors talk to you well, wouldn't that be crazy so like okay some guys <clears throat> dating some gal he's thinking about okay what kind of future yeah what kind of kid would we have now let me imagine if we did you know, based on my basic, my basic, her basic default sort of settings, how we react to things, how we make, uh, 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 how we barter, how we make agreements, how we take things into consideration, all that jazz. Our normal default settings on how we react to things. And it kind of, so what if you could be like, okay, if I had a daughter or a son with this woman, let me talk to that, you know, I don't know, make her young, make her 10 or 11, 12, something where she's still got her foot, feet dipped into that magic, magicness and talking talking to her. Maybe it would be an actual real life, actual parallel universe version of her. So she, so that version that actually did go on to exist simply by imagining that possibility, that reality as we know now exists. So now that reality truly actually exists. It's so funny because one can think that it would not have existed until this person thought of that possibility of that reality and left it up to the familiar mirror to roll the dice and figure that out. Now the funny thing is though, According to that person in the mirror, they have always existed, and there's this whole history and everything, and decisions and choices and favorite bubble gums and all that razzmatazz. Whether they like to walk around barefoot or whether they like to go to sleep with socks on, all kinds of things. Do they look, at the, look up at the clouds and appreciate the morphings? Do they like looking into the trees and watching the squirrels chase each other? What are all those things? So now all of a sudden, by simply believing in that chicken and the egg, before the egg, egg, before the chicken type of thing, now in that typical kind of fashion, this woman who, this daughter who's talking to you through that mirror, she can, you can talk with her, find out about this advice and whatnot. Now once we say goodbye, doesn't mean that they don't exist. I guess in a sense it's, it, it would be a way of showing us our, our possible future manifestations of reality. Ooh, what if then, I could just imagine this, what if then this guy, he decides to go on this dating spree? 
and really whittled down the, the, the kind of choices of, you know, like kids, you know, I don't know. Cause, cause it's, it's future, futuristic stuff. They could, they, they, he could actually, pull, one could actually pull forth the grandfather for the old, the 80 year old version of your, of your son, your future son, your future grandson. Yikes. Tell me about it. Tell me about the future. What are you going through now? You know, give me a history. Give me your, uh, what have you learned? What have you seen? Imagine doing a podcast. That might be interesting. Doing a podcast with a seance? Huh. Huh. Wow. Just intriguing. Imagine if you were to hook up an EVP machine to your live broadcast. That would be great. You could actually have guests talk to the to the undead. Maybe it's a circle of mediums. Then they use something like the phasma box and like magnets, they pull these spirits in. Wouldn't that be interesting then? Have we ever heard of those who give the seance? Have we ever heard stories of them being astounded by sitting down with another medium and 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 their ancestors coming through them? To another medium? Kind of like Dolores Cannon. She has done all these past life regressions. Has she ever had a past life regression? What kind of information came out of that? I'd love to know. So imagine you get a bunch of these mediums and you get in this room and you get the phasma box and all of a sudden ghosts are coming through these paranormal folks. And the, these voices coming through are actually voices of the, the ancestors, the descendants, the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera dead otherwise of these particular mediums so they're pulling information from one another yikes that would be an interesting uh, show movie book if any of you have any ideas on fun ways to enhance any of these uh, concoctions please feel free to let me know so i was just reminded thank you Thank you, universe, for tying it up in a bow. The bow of infinity, folks. The bow of infinity. The bow, the hourglass, the Mobius strip, propeller, a mask, too, huh? You hold it up. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Hold it up, like up to your eyes. Where your fingers come together. Right there. Third eye. Third eye. It's like looking in the, in the mirror. Isn't that interesting? The eyes, the exclamation points. You can imagine one eye is you. One eye is you, the eye, looking in the mirror like I'm doing right now. Here I am. Looking in the mirror, familiar mirror. And I'm just staring at the third eye. Staring at that space between my two eyes. Hmm. So the bow of infinity, the hourglass, you got an eye dipped in each side of the infinity symbol. Maybe one eye symbolizes past, one symbolizes future. And then they switch, they get to be they get to experience the other side. 
the lightness gets to experience the shadow side. You know, they've always said that you meet, the people that you meet up the ladder are the people you'll meet on your way down. So how did we treat those people up the ladder? I guess that ladder could mean so many different things. The ladder could mean your corporate ladder, climb, climb, climb. The ladder could mean your levels of enlightenment. The layers, levels and layers, levels and layers, all in the same plane. Hmm. All happening simultaneously. So here's this eye. Bow. Then the version, the higher mind, is perhaps, let's say, we turn that upside down now, like a clock. Huh. Interesting. So let's say you draw that dot right there, right there, right where that third eye is. And now you start, let's say where your nose is, that could be the top, that could be the top of a lowercase i, right? So you already have that point between your two eyes. I'm looking at it right now. Bam. There's that. That could, uh, that, you know what, that, that could symbolize infinity right there. That little circle, and a circle is also infinity, so you put the little circle there, which is also a dot. Then you go, you draw the line. Down to your lower lip of your mouth. Huh, interesting. So it's implying that the words that we're using travel up. Get shot out of that eye. Goes right up. Eye bam. Now imagine. So now we just go like a clock. Where would that go? Where would that go? That would go up to what? Like your hairline would be. It's the antenna. Ooh. Okay. So you you talk. You say it out loud. The word. Word, intention, gets cooked up here, and then shoots it out your crown chakra to the higher mind. That excitement, that electricity. That's the antenna right there. Bam. Oh, God, that's awesome. So it comes down that antenna, yeah. That upset that that exclamation point is basically symbolizing that antenna that we got. The antenna. Puts down in the infinity right there. Bloop. Comes back out. Hmm, what do I think about that? Okay. Hmm. Now what happens now? Now you get to think about how am I what am I gonna do with this? How am I gonna create this? What am I gonna do? All right, and out we go, into the eye, and then shoot it up in the antenna. Wow, there's so many revelations, folks, so many epiphanies. Pi, epiphany, epiphany, pipe, pipe, fanny, fanny, epiphany. More on this later, folks. Oh! No, more on this now. I'm eating a cookie right before I talk to you, because that's the polite thing to do these days. Oh, there's a kid. Hold on.
What are the sounds in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood? In your neighborhood? What are the sounds in your neighborhood? They're the sounds that you hear when you're standing in your apartment. They're the sounds you hear while walking down the street. They're the sounds at your feet. The sounds on your boombox on repeat. They're the sounds at the grocery stores and conversations you hear on the sidewalks each day. Thank you, Jimi Hendrix, for that extraordinary outro. Mm. Thank you, Frank Sinatra, for the extraordinary serenade. Mm. I got to get a coffee sponsor. Any of you guys know any coffee companies or you got your own coffee company? I'm giving a free sponsorship right now to the coffee bean French roast. I'm drinking it. Good God. Deep roasted flavor with a smoky aroma and dark chocolatey finish. Dark roast. Net weight 12 ounces, 340 Grahams. Graham cookies. The art of the crafting great coffee for more than 40 years. Oh, <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, now presenting Stephen Wright, reading to you the ingredients of the coffee bean and tea leaf ground coffee french roast. The art of crafting great coffee for more than 40 years. The coffee bean and tea leaf has been proudly offering simply the best coffee in the world from the mountains of southern Colombia to the Kona Kona coast from the highlands of Papua New Guinea to the foothills of Mount Kenya our green coffee expert travels the globe throughout the year to purchase the very best coffee crops from Femaili Farms and private estates. And now a word. Jay Isaias, green coffee expert. I personally go to the source of our coffee. I guarantee that it is the highest quality obtainable on earth. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Uh, an Inspirato Projecto. You, you know, we're, we got our fingers on the pulse of society, pulse of the universe, pulse of the, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et so forth, et cetera, et cetera, et so forth. You fill in the blanks. Not me, you.
Mm. So, if any of you want to become a sponsor for for Inspirato Projecto podcast, perhaps you are a coffee company. I like to drink a lot of coffee. Perhaps you got a company that makes podcast microphones, and I can test them out. I can do reviews of your uh, podcast microphones, the ones that plug into cell phones. It's got to have a little extender. No, I got an extender. I got an extender thing. Listen to me with my list of demands. I want $20 million in unmarked bills in a briefcase, small bills, preferably singles, and I want a van waiting around a corner in an undisclosed area. Not viewable by helicopters or snipers. I also want uh, full-body flak jackets delivered to me and my comrades. I think everything will unfold peacefully and uh, and uh, no one will get hurt. Um, but I can guarantee many people will laugh. They'll laugh. They'll chuckle. They'll guffaw. Yuck, 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 I always say. I always tell them, yuck, yuck, yuck. And they ask me, what, you don't like that? And I say, no, yuck, yuck, yuck. I love the hexters out of it. Well, thank you for those sentiments. One thing's for certain, you never know what will happen here on Inspirado Projecto Podcast. Radio Channel Broadcast. Inspirado Projecto Podcast. Channel Station Broadcast. And now the letter. We are here, standing in the center of the Library of America. Shh. Um, donating this special award. This concludes our lesson on the letter. So imagine, director, writer, musician, they just keep going back and going back. It kind of reminds me of the, uh, the uh, Evil, Dead trilog- uh, Evil Dead trilogy, specifically Army of Darkness, with Sam Raimi and those guys. Now, I don't know if, if, they're, if, they've, if they've been responsible for this. I think it's hilarious, and it's a wonderful prank on the populace to do this, because they have released multiple versions of Army of Darkness. D- you know, different uh, remastered techniques, whether it, be a, whether it be the sound, whether it be the... Uh, the picture quality, uh, and they've also added different scenes here and there. They've given different endings and then added different commentary on certain aspects. So I imagine how crazy that would be is you've got this director who's either um, either or both, either and or both, constantly, yeah, okay, he does both. Maybe he, re, he remasters, remixes, three engineers, the the um, 
you know, the old version combining brand newly shotted footage, old footage, pretending that the newly shot footage is the old footage, etc., etc., etc. And then on top of that, what if he then does a reboot of the original? So for every reboot of the original that he that he put or she puts out there in the world, for each reboot of the original, they also have like by reboot I mean a remake. So for every remake, they and maybe in all the remakes, maybe in all the remakes, they completely cast the exact opposite kind of character that was in the very very first version just to see what happens. Um like why not a bunch of old people solving crimes? Why not a bunch of old people terrorized by like for instance Stranger Things, imagine Stranger Things, but you got old people. God, that's great. That's great. And they just think that they're crazy and senile? Makes sense. One of them has dementia, of course. One of them has Alzheimer's. Yeah. Maybe one of them's uh, autistic. You have all these interesting, specific things that seem like adversities, but those end up becoming those very mutant abilities, those talents that really help them bring this, uh, this story to the world. That's the other thing I've always wondered about, is once you bring a story to the world, like those exposés, where they show this bad stuff going on, the ways that, we, ways that we're being taken advantage of, the meat industry. I remember having this class, and they were showing us just these terrible exposés of what's going on in the meat industry. I don't even want to repeat the stuff I, I was seeing on there. Somehow that has not deterred me through the years from eating meat. Um, I'm becoming more and more just of a plant person. I, I eat lots of eggs, as anyone who knows me knows. A lot of peanut butter jelly sandwiches, bananas. And so we'd see these exposés, or they'd see the, we'd learn about some, 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 some bank, some corporations, some politician, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, who did these terrible, terrible things, and then there's just no repercussion for it. There's no justice. You're like, where's the justice? Okay, thank you for showing us this. I'm glad you brought light to this. Can we see repercussions? Can we, you know, is, did this person learn their lesson? Are they, you know, are they going to do community service for the families? See, that would be interesting. They do community service for the families that they've wronged. Interesting. So they have to have, like, and they wear an ankle bracelet and they're restricted to a particular room. They can get let out for exercise, etc. Um, maybe they do community service for the family. They do chores. They do laundry. Um... What we do about cell phones and stuff like that, them making phone calls, them sneaking out, you know. Look at that. Did you hear that? Did you hear that horn honk in the background by that, by that car? Another sign, another sign. Usu is upon us. Used to, get used to, you, used to, used to, ah, use, use, use to. Yusu, get used to it happening more and more. Get used to it happening a lot more and more often. It's going to start happening a lot more and more often. So just 
get used used to it. Okay, just get used to it. <laughs> get used to it, cause it's gonna happen a lot. So community service. Huh? Imagine that some CEO who has wronged these families. I wonder how how we could do that. Huh? There's got there's, there's 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 some way to fix it. There's some way to fix it. There's some way to fix it. Maybe it's like a mental brainwash kind of exercise where we'd go the opposite direction, like with uh, Clockwork Orange. Every time they're reminded of the bad thing that they did, they now have to do something good in return for that feeling that, like, holy shit, I, I did that terrible thing. So to, so to, it kind of teaches them they get into the habit of doing good things of of kind of scrubbing away those you know not productive and sometimes you know possibly damaging all those get all those kind of like kind of scrub them out of there. Maybe that maybe that's maybe that's something. Maybe that's something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So exposes. Thanks for letting me know. That could be a meme. Exposes. Welp. Hashtag welp. Thanks for. Number four. Letting me know. That could be the meme. Welp. Hashtag welp. So yeah, this project, they keep going back to keep it. So what happens now is they, they end up releasing rem- remakes, reboots, and then also simultaneously re-editing the old, very, 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 very first version. <laughs> That would be interesting. That would be fun. Why not? Why not? You got your movie, got your book, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They keep adding, 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 adding. And maybe it just keeps enhancing, 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 enhancing. Maybe slowly by slowly, they keep, by through all the edits, they start slowly sort of washing out the... Start washing out uh, all the old footage altogether until the brand new movie has now emerged into its own reboot all by itself kind of thing where it ends up kind of coming back and reflecting itself in a very strange way. Maybe we show, maybe in a sense it, well, one thing that's popping in my brain is maybe these characters slowly by slowly Maybe they end up sort of getting reincarnated. Maybe they turn, they go to the other side, and then they're, 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 they, 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 they look different. Uh, so then this happens slowly by slowly, where then now you got them playing other, you got other actors playing them, and it, and 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 the audience. We've sort of taught the audience that this is something that you can count on, so to speak, you, or you can come to expect this kind of thing. So as these 
seemingly surreal situations continue to unfold, you're, 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 you're used to it. You're used to it. That's just part of the reality of the thing. There's no longer any idea of trying to match it up with what could possibly happen or could not possibly happen. I think with movies, maybe that's, that's one of the things right there, or books you establish right off. If we want to go there, if you want to go that route of, 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 of um, making the audience comfortable or immediately agreeable to, to a thing, there's also obviously surprise attacks, you know, where all of a sudden now a character flies and we've never established in this universe that, okay, this is just something that just happens. That'd be hilarious. You got a movie and it's moving along regular, romantic comedy. The guy's like, she's like, oh my gosh, I left my key. I, I left my, uh, let's see, what, what could happen? Uh, 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 she's like, I, oh my gosh, I got a flat tire and I don't have an extra, I don't have an extra one. He's like, all right, be right back. And he just flies off into the sky, comes back with a new tire. And there's no discussion of that happening. Listen, there's an airplane. Reassurance. Thank you, universe. Thank you, universe. Love it. Thank you, universe. So there it is. Affirmation from the universe that this movie must happen. Wowzers. 51 minutes. I'm a rambling man. Oh, I'm a rambling man. Ideally, we've all come away with some sort of educational benefit. Because uh, I don't know what I just said. I'm glad it's documented. My future self is going to have one heck of a time trying to convince them not to put him in the loony bin. Loony, loony. Sick boy. Chopper. Chopper. Sick boy. Chopper. Sick boy. That's my uh, Richard Dreyfus. I just realized. Use the voice and stand by me. I've never tried a Richard Dreyfus before. Let's see. <clears throat> Chopper. Sick boy. Those of you who know that, well, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not even going to tell you anything of anything. You know what. <laughs> In fact, I'd go as far as to say, you know what. What. I am talking about. Chopper. Chopper. Sick boy. Chopper. Sick boy. As we ran, <clears throat> as we ran to the, as we ran to the fence, all I could hear him say was sick. Chopper. Oh yes, I can remember it distinctly now. I can distinctly remember hearing him say as we ran to the fence, Chopper, sick boys, sick boys. Do that, Chopper. Do it now, will you please? 
I remember those were his exact words. Do it for me now, please, chopper. Please, you do this. You, you get a Scooby snack, chopper. You get a Scooby snack and a, sh and a shaggy sandwich. Yum, yum, yummers, chopper. Yum, 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 chopper. Sick boys. Sick em. Sick em real good. Sick em. And then make em sick. Give em rabies, chopper. I remember him saying those words, those exact words distinctly. Give those boys rabies, chopper. Give those boys rabies, chopper. And then in a parallel universe, they get rabies, and then a bunch of old yellers have to put them out behind the barn, chopper. I remember, I remember him saying those exact words. Those exact words have always echoed through my mind in all these years. Thank you, Richard Dreyfus, for... For your narration and Stand By Me, Stand By Me was a huge influence on me and the kids that we grew up with. Those, those stories can all be reserved for another time. You're going, my gosh, current. I need to take a nap. You're keeping me from my nap. Well, if you need to take a nap... Consider this your naptime lullaby before we say bye-bye. Edit. It's a What's your favorite hippo? Hippocrit! Hey! Yay! On today's show, we're going to talk about doing your homework. It's very important to do your homework. 
Does that mean you're going to do your homework too, hypocrite? Oh, heck no, kids. I've got better things to do. <laughs> We're also going to talk about eating our vegetables. It's very important to eat your vegetables. Yay! Does that mean you're going to eat your vegetables too? Oh, heck no, kids. I hate vegetables. They don't taste good. And uh, they're green. And they taste like shit. <laughs> well, kids, let's get started.